guys. Hey guys, welcome back to Chaotic But Good. It is me, Claire. I am here with my sweet friend, Birdie, who very last minute said that she would come do a podcast with me. So I'm really happy that you're here. I'm excited. Uh, I'm already pretty giggly, which is <laughs> probably good. Um, but no, yeah, I was really looking for somebody that loved Thanksgiving and turns out nobody really loves Thanksgiving and wanted to do a podcast. And you're not a super big Thanksgiving fan, are you? I don't love the principle of Thanksgiving. I the the origins of Thanksgiving. Okay. <laughs> that's fair enough. Uh, uh, I that's horrific. However, Thanksgiving there is an art to Thanksgiving food. And I'm a snob about it. And I enjoy cooking Thanksgiving dinner. See, and I, I And I'm grateful. I'm not in the Thanksgiving, but I'm in the like the thankfulness gra- the gratitude <laughs> part of it no, thankfulness i um yeah i actually made a comment to somebody the other day i was like have we not canceled thanksgiving yet like i'm yeah. <laughs> surprised that we haven't there are several holidays that i that we celebrate so like vigorously and i'm like do you do you guys read books about things do, do you, you know, <laughs> do you know where holidays came from because they- yeah, no, the whole concept of Thanksgiving is awful, but I will say, okay, so you like Thanksgiving food. I love Thanksgiving See, food. and I do not like Thanksgiving food. I'm not, I don't get it. I'm having, I'm going to Thanksgiving with somebody and they're doing the traditional Thanksgiving dinner and I'm not looking forward to pretending to love the Thanksgiving food. But what, okay, so like what is some of your favorite Thanksgiving food? Yes. Yes, <laughs> just okay, all of it. Yes. <laughs> Yes. What like yes to all of it? Like yes everything? to all of it. Okay, the the dressing, the stuffing, whatever. That's the most important thing to me. It's my favorite thing to cook. Mine is like chef's kiss. Is it? We'll see. And I could try it's, it, but I probably wouldn't be a, that impressed that's, anyway. That's fine. <laughs> You're allowed to be wrong, Claire. <laughs> I feel like you've told me that before. <laughs> I probably have. Uh, I, I believe that. It's okay. It's okay, <laughs> so, it's okay to be wrong. <laughs> so, so dressing, are you... Okay, I, I feel like I need to tell this story. I've told you this story before, but I really... I think the main reason why I don't like Thanksgiving food is because I don't do turkey or ham. But, and you've heard this story before, when I was little, like, I didn't like uh, deli meat, and I was aggravating my mom one time. <laughs> don't laugh. <laughs> let, me get, let me get through the story. I don't like... Uh, <coughs> I didn't like deli meat. I didn't like the texture of it. And I was aggravating my mom and she brought me home and she had her and her sis, my sisters held me down and they rubbed like deli ham all over my face, which like probably not the best parenting moment. But ever since then, Thanksgiving ruined Christmas ruined. I don't want a Christmas ham. I don't want a Christmas or Thanksgiving turkey. None of it at all. Are you a fan of the bird itself or the ham? Listen, I can do a, I can do a whole turkey, but. Most of my Thanksgivings in adulthood where I've been the the principal chef or whatever mm-hmm. um, have been small. Like small either – I did several Thanksgivings with an ex, just he and I, because we didn't really enjoy Thanksgiving or our families <laughs> at that time. And so we just did Thanksgivings together, and it was lovely. And I cooked a small meal for like – I made – maybe six or seven servings of each thing, so we'd have leftovers. But I would just do a turkey breast. It's smaller and easier and more manageable. It takes maybe two hours tops. It's not some huge, like, production. Are you somebody that, like, with their Thanksgiving leftovers, do you do, like, I do all local- kinds of nasty things to Thanksgiving <laughs> leftovers, Claire. <laughs> Listen, um, I do, I love some sandwiches. I love to buy a good loaf of bread after Thanksgiving and do nice turkey sandwiches for a while. But also, I'll just put like a huge ladle full of several things in a large bowl oh. and and just Mm-mm. eat it like an animal. No, I see. I'm I not ashamed. Do, I can't do food mixed together either. And the thought of Thanksgiving food being mixed together, like I just, I can't. I was a big... When I was a kid, mashed potatoes were important, and mm-hmm. they still really are. I say, like, as a Southern woman, I want to be able to accomplish one good dish. Good mashed potatoes is is key, and that's, key to... Do you know what makes mashed potatoes really good? You probably already know the answer. A cup of mayonnaise. Listen, 
listen. I do know that. Okay. I can't cook. I cook a lot, and I, I like, not to toot my own horn, but when I cook, I cook well. And mayonnaise is killer in lots of things you would never imagine. What else is mayonnaise good in? I put like a heaping tablespoon of mayonnaise in everything I bake. Muffins, cake, bread, literally anything. Spoonful of mayonnaise. Just makes it fluffier or? Um, It makes it more moist. Uh Say that word again for the podcast. Moist. (laughs) (laughs) So... Duke's mayonnaise and like anything makes yes, it ma'am. better. Specifically, mm-hmm. that brand. Can you Absolutely. get with? Isn't Hel- Hellman's Hellman's mm. a brand of mayonnaise? <laughs> Is that a thing? Yeah, I don't yes. cook. I, I'm not. Even- Most people in the South are either like loyal to Duke's or Blue Plate. And Blue Plate's okay, but it tastes a little eggy to me. I prefer uh, Duke's. So can you do the other thing that I used to eat a lot as a kid? But as I've gotten older, I don't like it as much. Is mac and cheese. Can you make mac and cheese? Mac and cheese is hard to get right, especially if you're going to, like, bake it with the stuff on top. It's hard to, like, it's easy to dry out, and that's the worst. Miss me with your dry mac and cheese. See, and I like when it's, like, crunchy on top. Is that normal? Yes. I love the crunchy on top, but you got to get the sauce right, and there has to be enough of it. And I don't want it, like, saucy. Like, ours was kind of piecey. I don't know if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. That's how it was as a kid, and I was like that. Oh, I liked it. <laughs> Sorry, Uncle Jay. <laughs> like, I thought it was real good. But then um, I also loved some bread. That was literally my Thanksgiving plate was uh, bread, potatoes, and... A carb-only child. Absolutely. I, I know so many of them. You, look, I love some good so bread. So many of my kids are carb-only kids. See, and I think the everything being the same color was very mm-hmm. comforting to me like just a beige meal a brown so, plate a, a sad beige child <laughs> also like we uh know a lot about the montessori education so that's our sad beige child comment <laughs> <laughs> but there's um i had one year where i got really into like deviled eggs mm-hmm. um and i ate like 12 and then that was the last year i was into deviled eggs can i tell you a story yeah please do we're on a podcast <laughs> Mm, two or three Thanksgivings ago, I had one of the best Thanksgivings I've ever had. Mm-hmm. I went to Mobile to my cousin Jordan and his wife Sierra's house. They have four beautiful kids. They hosted Jordan's parents, my aunt and uncle, um, and my cousin Casey and Jamie were there. Um, Casey is my aunt's daughter and Jamie is my step-uncle's uh, son. He's, I think he like just turned 20. 21 maybe Jamie and I cut up together we get in so much trouble we are a riot okay and I talk Jamie into just like eating an entire plate full of devil deviled eggs real quick (laughs) (laughs) I hope he sees this um I'll show you a video later. It's not wholesome enough to, like, play on your podcast. But uh, that young man put probably 12, 13 deviled eggs down his throat. Oh, in, my God. In a, less than a minute. Um, while I was antagonizing him the entire time. And at one point, he just looks up at me. And I'm filming him, of course. Of course. And he tries to say something and just gargles oh, no. <laughs> just like gargled eggs everywhere that's not fun that does not that's also giving it's me great. flashbacks i'll play of that my... at jamie farling's wedding one day do you and... like projector style oh yeah oh, absolutely perfect i'm sure that he like yeah. he's gonna see this and he's gonna be like i have, I have plenty revoked. of i have plenty of good good i have some we took senior pictures of jamie uh very provocative senior pictures of him wearing a a big bird costume. Ooh, I don't. <laughs> I, I also, I've learned that I don't like big bird as an adult. But anyway, wearing a big bird costume mm-hmm. and you just have these pictures now. Yeah. Okay. Remind me to not take crazy photos with you because they will get played. I'll at keep a them one. forever and I will do things with them. Uh, Jamie's going to see this podcast and you're not going to be invited to anything of his ever again. That's fine. <laughs> you're like, that's okay. I he will, loves I, me. You have the upper hand. On and all. you know what? Consent is real. And at any point he could have said, 
please stop. No, Birdie. <laughs> Do not. I don't want to take suggestive pictures in a big bird. But, you know, I don't want to eat 14 deviled eggs. I don't. But if you pre was it peer pressure though? Oh, very much See, so. So he could have said no, but he was I'm, also I'm much older than him. I'm the like the oldest, one of the oldest cousins uh -huh. and and Oh, so what are you doing? Will you be seeing him for Thanksgiving? What are you doing oh, yeah. for Thanksgiving? I'm I'm going to the same aunt and uncle's house. They're hosting at their house this year. They did it last year too. And it was so lovely. My uncle Zane is an incredible cook. It's That's lovely cool to too. have him do the majority of the cooking. I'm used to doing all the cooking, and I like it, but it's a lot. It, big or small, a Thanksgiving meal is a lot of work. I, I don't know how people get it all hot at the same time. It's tricky. I can't do that with, like, regular food, though, so let alone a Thanksgiving meal. Where uh, where will you be going? Is it local in Jackson? or? Uh, no, they live in the sprawling metropolis of Chattawa, Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> How far? Where is that? Is that it's, a place? Are you making that up? No, it's the second to last town uh, before you hit the Louisiana state line going down 55 south. And it's like 10 minutes south of Macomb, where I'm from. Okay. It's uh, where my mom's family, uh, that's our, like, where our family land was. Um, they had a sort of, like, compound <laughs> sort of situation <laughs> down there. <laughs> my family history is, like. <laughs> that's a whole other episode. Yeah, there's. <laughs> Um, but my aunt and uncle still live on the last bit of that land that our family has in Chattawa. Um, and it's a beautiful place. I grew up there sort of, and I remember spending summers and holidays and stuff there. My grandparents' house is still there and, um, the church I grew up in sort of was down there. It was like a small family church. Um, Chattawa's beautiful. There's these, uh... At the edge of Chattawa, right as you get off the highway and turn to, like, go down in there, there's these two boulders on the side of the road. Mm -hmm. And they're huge, massive boulders, like, longer than my arm spanned, probably this tall, okay? They're massive rocks. And they're stacked on top of one another. And nobody, my family's lived there since the 70s. And everyone they've talked to has no idea. Like, families who have lived in Chattawa forever have no frigging clue how those rocks got there or why they're there or what they mean. And, uh, I don't know. So it's really cool. Your, so, like, if you're if you're driving and you see two really big boulders, you were in, were in Birdie's territory. Yeah, yeah. That, so it's, they're hard to see now. It's really grown up around them. You, like, you're you only going to see them if you're... For the holidays. <laughs> give them a nice little manicure. Put Treat some lights them. up on them. Oh, yeah. That give them some hilarious. little stick arms. Make them little snowmen. I've taken lots of really cool pictures out there. Did you, were you a kid that took a lot of pictures? Oh, like, yeah. Were you, like, I've, a always, photo shoot I've kid? always loved taking pictures. Not of myself, and I don't enjoy having my picture taken. But of other But people? I love taking pictures. So, like, when you go to your family Thanksgiving, y'all are, you're big, you're the photo mom on the side. That's no, that's my Aunt Jen. She's... My Aunt Jen is like a world-class uh, scrapbooker. Ah, I love those. She I could, would love to be uh, that woman. She could make millions. She's so creative and brilliant, and she has a great eye for photography. She's always been the picture taker in our family. So is it a big, remind me again, is it a big family that you're going to be seeing for no, Thanksgiving? No, not at all. I've got a real small family. Okay, see, and that's one of the reasons, and not that it's, I love my family, and I love going to Thanksgiving, but we are such a big family, and as we've aged, we've all also gotten bigger, and so yeah. it's so many people, and it's very um, overwhelming. Like, I love seeing them and getting to know them, but I need to, like, step outside and breathe for a while. That's so valid. Uh, yeah. Listen, I always, when I was a kid, I was so jealous of big family kids. Um. I always want, I always wanted a big, huge family. I have a small handful of cousins on my mom's side, and... 
other than one uncle, I don't have a single relative on my father's side of the family. Really? Yeah. I like he was real old. And that is and, oh, I and, forget. Yeah. yeah. And like And that's something we have in common too cuz my dad's side, he my dad just had a brother mm-hmm. and then it was very small family and he didn't have kids until much later and they're they're 10 and like 12 or something like that now but we were never really close but then my mom's the youngest of five kids like good old catholic family and then all those kids have kids yeah. and then those all of those kids have had I always kids. wanted that so bad and it was well christmases were always really fun yeah. and the getting together it was always really fun i think it's interesting how as people age you end up not being as close to your cousins as you used to be i think it's weird how the family like kind of splits like we were trying to figure out what we were going to do for thanksgiving well all the cousins are doing their family's thanksgiving yeah and it's kind of like a little bit of a mourning process because you're like you're Mm. supposed to be my cousin on thanksgiving you know you have your own family how How dare dare you how dare you be 30 and have kids of your own listen (laughs) we have some of those troubles in my small family my brother's married now, and we all love his wife so much. Shout out to my sister-in-law. Woo. But, like, she has an incredible family, and it's been really hard for my mom to, like, be okay with the fact that my brother's got a, a different family yeah. now. There, there's, There are others. There are others. I've always yeah. thought that's, like, interesting. And, and I totally hear what you're saying about it being sort of a grieving thing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's just... Interesting. And then I've always wondered, too, how that dynamic works when you get married to somebody. If you, like... How do you choose? How do you choose? And I guess you would switch. I mean, we always... I mean, we we mainly went with my mom's side of the family because my dad's side of the family wasn't as involved. Mm -hmm. And my dad loved my mom's side of the family so much. But I can't imagine... Imagine, like, being two healthy people with two very healthy families and having to pick. That would be... It'd be a wild, interesting process, I'm sure. Are you looking forward to the holidays this year? Or are you more, do you get stressed about them? Or Listen, I love the magic of the holidays. I love the spirit of the holidays. But personally, mine have not been great. Yeah. Okay? (laughs) Something is always wrong. Heard. Something's always a little chaotic. Yeah, but Some, good. S- uh. Uh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Somebody's always mad at somebody. I hate. Something, something is always wrong. Yeah. And I just... You're just... Are you, like, waiting for it? to happen like are you waiting for the chaos to kind of ensue or there there are other things i'm not excited okay i'm not excited about thanksgiving yay thanksgiving but like i get to see my cousin casey she lives she disneyland stole her from me oh yes i would like her back about her yes she's my only girl cousin she's my best friend yeah i get to see casey That's beautiful. That makes anything that goes wrong on Thanksgiving worth being at Thanksgiving for. Okay? I'm not excited about Christmas. I don't like the obligatory nature of the... The, the the things the in the production. See? I don't... I don't like that. It, but I... I do love... Like... I'm a teacher, right? Yeah. The magic of small children at Christmas is is just beautiful, okay? And I'm really blessed to work at a, a very diverse school. And last year, last Christmas, I saw um, kids of other faiths enjoying the holiday season for other reasons and for other celebrations. Mm-hmm. And, and I just, like, I love the loving spirit and the giving and the and the happiness and the but you just don't like the act like you don't like for things to go wrong but what if it doesn't this year listen last thanksgiving was fantastic so see yeah like i'm not saying it's gonna be terrible i'm just saying it's not my favorite and i'm not i'm not some 
Scrooge, but I I just am not a big fan of the holidays. Which is totally fair. I I always get stressed out around Christmas, so gifts is gifts and words are my love languages. Yeah. I love that like we've been able to put names to that stuff. But I do get really stressed out getting the right gifts for the right people on the right time frame. And it's not that I feel obligated to give people gifts. I love giving people gifts. It's that I want to get everybody and their mother a gift. And my bank account won't allow it. And I want to make sure it's the perfect gift. And I want to, but then I do want to go back. You talked about kids being how like joyful and stuff they are. Something that has really touched my heart. And this is definitely supposed to be a Thanksgiving episode, but I'm going to talk about it. Older men that end up being helpers of Santa that come down and work for Santa Claus. That melts my heart every single year. I love how in the holidays, even though there is like an obligation to be kinder, I love that because everybody, you get to see people's good side, except for when I work retail, because then they've come in and they've already started. They've already started on their bullshit. Like, no, it's just, um, but yeah, I feel like the giving spirit's a little, a little better during the holiday season. But with Thanksgiving coming up, one of the best things about Thanksgiving is gratitude. And you are one of the most gratitude like most have the most gratitude out of like a lot of people that I know what are let's talk about some things in life that you're grateful for let's let's just anything it doesn't have to be Thanksgiving related but I'm grateful yeah uh my co-teacher has been having us do this thing uh at lunch right before lunch we have a moment of silence and you can pray or not pray but you're gonna you're going to close your eyes and be quiet for about 30 seconds, yeah. okay? And this month she's been doing a fistful of gratitude where you put your hand on your heart and you count five things that you're grateful for. Oh, okay? and like have your hand uh, in yeah. the and, and then you have cute. your little, yes, okay? So hearing those babies whisper some of the things that they're grateful for at lunchtime the past few days has been like beautiful. I think it's really cool. I think it's so cool what a good teacher you are. Like, you can tell that you really care about your kids and you get excited when they get excited about things. What have been some of the things that they've been grateful for that... Okay, so I have one little boy who has a a, a three-year-old little sister who is... Um, she's in our preschool program. Mm-hmm. And he loves her so much. They're so cute and sweet. And he always, like, his sister always has a finger. That's It's so, so sweet. sweet. And I hear him whisper her little name. And I, oh, it just gets me. It's so. It gets me. I love doing this thing um, when there are lots of, like, flowers, like, weed flowers bloomed in the field where we have recess. Yeah. We'll do, like. Uh, grateful flowers where you pick a pick a flower and and like shout something that you're grateful for okay and then at the end of it I've got this huge handful of flowers and like it's beautiful I gratitude is so important to me it's a principle that I place so much purposeful effort into Yes, and I think that, like, and that's something, being your friend, that I've learned a lot and something that I've just had to do myself recently because it's crazy when you think about it, all the things that there are to be grateful for, even through all the chaos that life brings you. Like, there's always something, and sometimes even the bad things can be. I was driving on the way here, and I was thinking about just, like, bad things that I'm also grateful for. A good old mental crisis, like a good old mental health crisis is hard Mm -hmm. and terrible. But then at the end of it, you're so grateful because you came out of it. But also you end up recognizing how loved you are because usually there's somebody that helps get me out of that or um, grateful for, I mean, my freaking beanbag that I get to sleep on. That thing is so comfy or I'm grateful for, I mean, getting to be here right now and do this. Like my gratitude for Danny goes so deep it's shout out, to Danny. <laughs> shout out to Danny but no um it the people and the places that especially recently that I've been able to look at and talk about my gratitude it's just wild it's wild when you think about it how grateful we all have could be if we wanted to be I have a uh I have a sort of father figure in my life 
His name's Mike Prestridge. And I love that old man. Why does that name sound so familiar? Have you just said that name in front of me? Uh, You've met him before. Oh, okay. <laughs> you met you met him in Macomb. Okay, we'll we'll discuss that later. Yeah, because I don't I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> I, shout out to Mike P. Uh, Mike has this wooden uh thing above the the mantle of his fireplace, and it's like I've seen it a few times, and I think about it all the time. And since I saw it for the first time, I've heard other people say it. But I credit Mike P. in my brain with it because I saw it on his mantle first. But it's this sign that says, uh, gratitude turns what we have into enough. Ooh. Yeah. And that has just sort of like permeated my brain a little. Yeah. Because I, uh, I, I grew up poor. I've always, like, financial lack has always been a theme in my life. And things not quite going the way I want them to has always been a theme in my life. <laughs> and uh, life has not been kind for the most part. And life has not turned out the way I planned for it to. Um, and that can lead to a lot of misery and resentment if I don't choose to be grateful for what I do have and where I am. And gratitude turns what I have into enough. I really like that. That yeah. would be a good tramp stamp tattoo. <laughs> 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 it's so easy to um, to stay stuck in a really miserable mindset when things aren't going the way you plan them to. Absolutely. We all have a plan. We all have this like grand idea of how things are supposed to be and what our ducks are going to look like all sitting in a row. And then that's... Like for me, that has just not, not that has just not, not happened. Here. Yes, no. But and for so long, I was so I felt so miserable and hopeless. But I had a mentor in my life who really like pounded gratitude into my brain, and it has been a game changer for my mental health. My mental health is is a very exciting thing, but like. Gratitude really keeps me where I need to be. Yeah, it keeps your hands and feet, like, exactly where you are. And that's something, too, like, if I stop jumping backwards and forwards with everything and I sit right here and I recognize what's good's going on, that keeps my mental health and such, as you said, it's just such a game changer for everything. Are you somebody... Like, do you make gratitude lists? Is that something? All the time. Every day. Do you, do your things that you're grateful for change? Or are there a few things a lot. that stay I, constant? I try, I tr there are some things, things will stay constant for a while. Like, things will stay on a list in cycles. Um, I have a mentor who asks me to make a gratitude list about work-related things. Um, but separately, I journal. Um, and I do a gratitude list in my journal almost every single night. And some things on that list stay the same for a while. Um, but I try to really put some thought into it and be really, like, thorough and really introspective about it. Um, it's a great way to review my day and, like, any mistakes that I've made that day, things that come up. When I make that gratitude list, I review my day and I think about like things that point, think mistakes that I made and things that pop out to me, good, happy moments, like throughout the day, little sparks of joy. And it's a, it's a really great practice. It's great for your brain to be grateful. What are some of the things that have been on your constant gratitude list recently? Or what's something that's been constant? Um, constant things on my gratitude list lately have been, uh, <laughs> I got a new car a few months ago. Oh, yeah. Uh, and <laughs> it's embarrassing to talk about the condition of the old car. Oh, yeah, the but, no reverse car. But... <laughs> Not throwing it out. Oops, my bad. <laughs> but 
there are little things that happen in my car now that I'm just like, it feels like a spaceship sometimes, Claire. It's the 21st century. It's a pretty and cool like, car. I can play music on my phone in the aux thing, and like, uh, there's so much range of temperature control. That is, I like, I get to really choose the temperature in my car now. It's crazy when you have a little bit of an upgrade. Like I Listen, just got a car that has air in it, and I forgot what I forgot. I forgot. I forgot what it felt like to drive down the interstate and not be in in fear. In fear that the wheels were gonna pop off. It didn't have traction control, <laughs> and driving through the waterworks in Jackson in the rain was a frightening thing. She had a heavy rear end and she she would be she would be wiggling, okay? It was it was and now you can safely traverse there. the the roads. Uh, yeah. Well, so the car is something that's a constant. What else is something that's been um, constant? My friends. I have some really incredible friends and Sometimes there are specific friends for specific reasons on a gratitude list, but overall, like, at least two, three days a week, my friends is on on a gratitude list. And we've talked about that not too long ago, just, like, how important having good people in your life are and what a difference that... It's critical. Oh, it makes such a huge difference in everything, just good people that care about you for you and not for anything else. And there's a lot of people that don't have, like I didn't have that not too long ago. And yeah. it's a big thing on my gratitude list recently is just people that I care about and that also care about me just for being myself, which people is a, that love you just because you're worth loving. Yeah. And that don't a, need or want anything from you, which is a crazy concept. It's a whole new world. It's a whole new world. I, and then I'm trying to think what else is on your gratitude? Li- like what else is something that stays fairly constant? I am um, spiritual growth mm-hmm. or spiritual things. Um, a, a lot of times I'm grateful for prayer, even though that's a, that's a sort of touchy subject for me. I'm grateful for prayer and I'm grateful for, um, my, the change in my mindset regarding prayer and spiritual growth. Absolutely. And I'll even call you out. We had been talking and you were like, you need to start praying. Like, this would be helpful for you. And I'm like, I don't want to freaking pray. I'm not a fan. And I listened to you, and I started praying. Uh, And it, it's crazy, like, how I have, I'm, I get frustrated now if I don't take the time to do that because it just, it's like a little meditation practice. And I think what's cool about prayer, too, is that it doesn't have to be to the God that you grew up with or the God that, like, it can be to anything or to anybody, but just, like, it brings out some gratitude and some okay with being in the present, which I'm not very good at at all. Mm-hmm. But no, prayer is and spiritual growth is something prayer that's and, big on and mine spiritual too. Growth. I uh, I have a complicated relationship with religion, but I am so grateful for spiritual growth and and a and a change in my mindset. Um, regarding spiritual things. Yes, I think that that's been something super helpful for me too, is like not having to do it just one particular way. Like I've been able to kind of pick and choose what my spirituality looks like. Yeah. And that's made such a huge, but like prayer is. Being a grown up is incredible. It's. Freedom <laughs> freedom of choice is wow. <laughs> yeah, freedom of choice. Meanwhile, I have a friend. Um, or we were talking about one of your students who wanted a crazy hairdo and <laughs> wanted a blue mohawk and reached out to me and was like, hey, how'd you do that? And I was like, bud, when you're a grown up, you can do whatever Listen, you want. <laughs> like This little fella wrote Claire a note, okay? I mentioned that I had a friend with lime green hair and he wanted a blue mohawk so bad. He talked to his mom about it and his mom was like, Listen. You write me a list. How many reasons was it? It was 15 reasons. 15 good, well thought out reasons that you should be allowed to have your mohawk blue. Okay. And my girl Claire wrote this man the most profound and well thought out (laughs) list of reasons. But 
what stuck out most to me was like I don't I don't think he realized at all. If I'm not mistaken, the note said, How did you get your mom to let you do that? I, I can't remember exactly. It but said it, something, it, something about your mom and implying like that she had something that to do she it. had something. Well, because I was sitting there trying to come up with fifteen reasons why I have green hair. I have green hair because I want green hair. Because I'm a grown up and I can do what I want. But Choices. having to like having to do it's a choice, <laughs> that's for sure. But having to come up with Fifteen reasons. I was like, "Dang, that'd be hard." But turns out, little buddy, he did. Did he end up ever actually giving the note? He didn't give the note. Oh, he he wrote a note to his mom. Um, I believe the answer was still no. See, and she should have let him do it. He had his fifteen reasons why, but I. But my reasons were so, like, one of them was, and one of my reasons was actually an insult that somebody gave me one time. <laughs> no, it was, <laughs> I was sitting talking to a woman one time, and I was sweating, and I had just done my hair, and it sweat green. And she goes, <laughs> looks like you're sweating Mountain Dew. <laughs> and I put that as my reason, was like, because I sweat Mountain Dew, when in actuality, that is not a reason why. I actually prefer when I don't sweat, period, but let alone somebody calling me out on yeah. was I was like, please don't do that. I see, I mm, yeah, no, I'll keep my opinions to myself. But no, it was, uh, yeah, and but also, that's something to be grateful for. Like, the freedom that I get to dress and look how I want to dress, and it doesn't matter, I can be. I have to, within limits, rein in how alternatively I present. Okay, I want to a, a, appear professional, um, but I'm really grateful for a job where um, some individuality is encouraged. Like, it's totally cool that I have a nose ring. I have some fairly visible tattoos. Our um, our dress code isn't that, like... Yeah, when I went up there, I it keep, wasn't I too... keep it professional, but, like, there's no jeans only on Fridays rule. Lots of teachers have very strict, like, very strict dress codes. And that's something in, like, looking for a job that I have to pay attention. Because I won't change. My colored hair is now a part of my identity. That's and I, beautiful. And, well, thank you. But, no, it's literally, like, it makes me happy. And mm-hmm. I don't want to. It doesn't make me any less professional because I have green hair. I mean, it might look that way. And I am definitely have some mental health issues. And you can tell by looking at my hair. But, like. <laughs> No, it's, um, but it's crazy too, like, just getting to be myself, like, getting to, and that's something to be, again, just to be grateful for the opportunity to be who I am, be the grown-up that I want to be, and that's something that if you had asked me a couple months ago, like, I'd be like, I hate who I am, and I hate (laughs) where I'm at, but, like, um, what is something else that you're grateful for? Like Other anything that I'm grateful for. Anything in the world. Anything in the world. Um I'm I'm grateful for uh opportunities at my job to experience childlike joy. Oh, I bet that's so nice. Listen, I don't know when the last time you rolled down a hill was. It's been a while. I'm allergic it, to grass. Get on it. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, so no. it has to be a choice. Like, I have to commit to being itchy. But no. One of the beautiful things about being a Montessori educator is that we're, um, I don't stand in front of a classroom and, like, teach all day. Um, like, today, for example, um, I did some watercolor painting. We peeled potatoes. We practiced some cooking skills and some chopping skills for a Thanksgiving meal that we're going to cook together as a class on Friday. Um, I played hopscotch, and uh, I did some silly wiggle dances with first-grade girls. And, like, I read the Jungle Book and did cool voices. And, and like, there are so many opportunities to experience joy that regular old grown-ups do not get in their day-to-day life. Or don't even give themselves the opportunity no, to. No, listen, s- something I learned a long time ago about joy is that it is not always naturally occurring in the wild. Sometimes you have to go hunt it down and seek it out and, like, make it happen for yourself. Oh, I had a friend get into my car the other day, and we went to a fall festival for your school, and there was pop guns. There were <laughs> little pop guns. And I talked and talked. I was like, I don't need to spend $10 on a pop gun, blah, 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 blah. 
And um, you were very, very kind. And you were like, Claire, please shut up. Go get this pop gun. And I did. And I, I did not say shut up. You did not say shut up. I said, here, take this $10 and go buy a pop go gun. go buy a pop gun. Because it will make you happy and, and I love you. I literally still have that thing. And it makes you happy. It makes me so happy. I'll sit and pop that thing. But somebody got in my car and they were like, do you have a kid? And I was like. No, No. I do not. I have, I'm treating my inner child. That's exactly what I'm doing. And, um, it's crazy. The opportunities to like how treating your inner inner child is so, what are you pulling out of your bag right now? What is that? It's going to make your inner child happy. It's my new favorite thing to fidget with. Okay. A fidget toy. My friend John gave it to me and it's a reusable cable tie. Okay. They're like non-slip rubbery but it's a it's a pretty dense wire in there and it is so fun to play with oh shut up this is yes fun. not the podcast being over because I'm <laughs> busy. this is pretty fun no mm-hmm. and i love it's crazy how treating your inner child in silly ways is such it's so it's healing. restorative it's crazy how like you wouldn't think that like like i want to go get my face painted at a zoo like that just absolutely sounds like fun or I have a Grinch onesie for Christmas time. Like treating that inner child is something that I'm so grateful for. Mm-hmm. But it's also something that now for me personally, just like in my taking care of myself journey that I'm able to do that I wouldn't before because I'd just be sitting in my own sad. It, it's hard for the majority of grownups to loosen themselves up enough to be childlike. We get told so often to to grow up and sit down and be quiet and be serious and quit playing pretend and and we do and then this whole like world of joy and excitement and and happy things is closed off to us and we don't like we don't pay t- and well and that's why I love working I'm not a teacher but I do like enjoy working with kids I've been a sitter for a long time mm-hmm. um but I also the same goes for the special needs community that yeah. I love to work with like there's just something so refreshing about people that still especially in that community because I work with more grown-ups how they still treat that part of themselves even as they're grown and they have to deal with grown-up things um, yeah today I actually went to a birthday party for one of my good friends her name's Erica and if she watches this hey Erica but we went and had her birthday party with her and her sister and she got like her colors and her coloring book that she wanted for her birthday which was awesome but then I went to a petting zoo today I got to pet a freaking zebra I love that like also it got into like some beef with an antelope and kicked up some mud but like I wouldn't have if I'd gone to it was at McLean Lodge like if I'd gone and if she wasn't there, I probably wouldn't have even thought to, like, check out the petting zoo. <laughs> and it was so much fun to just be able to go. It was awesome to see her and see her sister and yeah. see her family. But it's, I don't know. It's just, I love, and I ran into another friend of mine at the grocery store with his mom today. And just getting to talk to him about his life and the things that he's into. That's something else I'm really grateful for is running into people. I don't know if you yeah. can you agree with that. Uh, <laughs> listen, I have I have uh, like some very specific social anxiety, uh, and in in friendly social situations that I choose to be in, it's not that bad. Don't speak to me in a grocery store. Oh, see, please don't. I I love you. But don't, I, don't, mm-mm. I love, please don't. I'm trying not to cry every time <laughs> I am in a grocery store. I am trying so hard to just be a grown up and get my broccoli and my toilet paper and go home and not cause a scene, Claire. See, and I, I hate shopping. So I think that I've gotten more okay with it. So my Facebook profile picture has been the same since uh, five years ago, four or five years ago. I don't look like that girl anymore. I don't. So I walk into grocery stores and the only people that are going to recognize me are people that have been in my life recent enough to know what I look like. And I'm generally fine seeing those people. But I also think that that gives me a break from, like, I'd much rather talk to you for 20 minutes instead of be 
stressing out trying to find the right ground beef. Like I'm I'm from an hour and a half away from here, and one of the beautiful things about moving to Jackson is I don't I, I don't know nobody. So you don't have And to. so I I have avoided so many I can't go in Walmart of Macomb and not have 12 non-consensual conversations. Oh, uh, so it's it's not that it's one or two, it's that you're it's always so, running into 10. I'm from a small town. So everybody knows everybody. Everybody knows everybody knows you. So <laughs> I love that I can go to Target or Walmart or Kroger or Walgreens or whatever and not not have to speak to anyone. The other day I was walking into Kroger um, on the frontage road in Jackson um, and my friend Brittany Denson drove by and hollered, hey birdie, out the window. And I was like, oh God, Please, no. no. This is my, <laughs> this is terrible. This is, my friend Andrew just commented. He said he wears sunglasses in the grocery store so he doesn't make <laughs> eye contact which i mean maybe that's a good idea maybe just start wearing some sunglasses but you um, just said you don't run into maybe in macomb i like will wear earphones even if i'm not listening to anything i've worn earphones in a grocery store and forgot my phone and just tucked them into my pocket because it makes you unapproachable and like uh, people see, i don't care yeah that social cue. i'd will, come up and tap I you will still abs- <laughs> no <laughs> if i see you and i know you and i have my earphones in i'm gonna bop to a song that's not even playing right You're, now to just like, i am ignoring you <laughs> yeah i'll fake a phone call conversation i'll i'll like see and that's <laughs> back on the gratitude that's something I'm grateful for, is I can talk to anybody about anything. I Hence so admire that about you. I've watched you, like, make a friend in 45 seconds before, confidently and fearlessly, and I'm like, wow. Wow, well, thanks. I, just, I, lo- I love, like, socially brave people who can just put themselves out there and and not have any fear about, Social interaction. And see, what's so interesting is somebody That's else, why I love talking to kids and doing most of my communication with kids. I'm not intimidated and fearful. In front of children. Yeah. And see, kids, I'm, especially like if a group of middle school girls walked in here right now, uh-huh. I would shut up so quickly and we wouldn't. We wouldn't I'll dunk on middle school kids, okay? Oh, see, I'm not scared of kids. Nah, I I'm scared of grown-ups. See, and I just, somebody said something to me the other day about how they were like, you just so easily like talk to people and you come across as confident it's not confidence it's that i'm nosy like i'm not dumb enough to join a cult but i am damn I am nosy sure enough. nosy enough that i i just want that's to hilarious see. i don't know you and said I, that to me the other day and i've been thinking about it for a while I saw and i'm it. like darn claire i really need you to i can't even take credit careful. for it i saw it on a facebook yeah meme, it sounds like a tweet for sure but it was it's funny a tweet it's i just taken a tweet um i saw something and it was talking about things that you can like uh, it was like sayings that this girl was saying and uh, one of them was like when somebody said something like the patron saint of or max capacity like we're at max capacity right now oh, but one I of, think I saw that TikTok ah uh, yeah it yeah. was real I saw it don't have TikTok saw it on Instagram reels probably six months too late but I think I really want to start saying more often they should have touched on that in the Barbie movie <laughs> that's the one like uh, that's really funny talking about our grocery store a, f- a friend of mine sent me a tiktok very similar to that the other day um that said uh i'm tired of trying to fix men i'm gonna make them worse oh <laughs> no <laughs> this is a menace or not even a minute would it really be that hard to do not hate on all the men sweet look at our one man comment it's like hey andrew um you're not included in the making making men worse comment i'm i'm trying to think uh are you a tiktok girly like are you i don't make them i think i have two posted and i have some funny drafts saved that i'll never post but I like to watch it. It's it's sort of it's like a little drug, a little bit. It it can be for sure. A little dopamine hit. Um, I I have a I've been mindfully practicing extending my attention span lately. How's that going? Uh, it's going really well, actually. How are you doing that? I'm I have laid off TikTok. 
and scrolling and things that I'm visualizing that are happening fast. I've started reading more and watching whole movies instead of like TikTok. I've been listening to music more and getting into like the lyricism and poetry of music I enjoy. And I really want to like work on my attention span. I think that's something, especially in like today's society, that it's really hard to... It's very hard. I feel like the media is really like giving us all attention deficit issues, especially children. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. What do, how does working with kids in that kind of society go? Mm. <laughs> is it just like difficult? Are there lots of fidget toys in your room? I say, there, I still there, play with this they're one. They're not. Uh, they don't need fidget toys. Children will fidget with anything. Fidget toys are a scam. Okay. Give a child a bottle cap or a pin that clicks real good. Okay. You don't, you don't have to, you don't have to. Okay. You don't have to. It is, it is difficult. One of the biggest difficulties of my job is the children who have attention deficit issues. Um, it's, it's crippling to the learning process. Uh, and it's very hard to see, especially my kiddos who really do love to learn and want to work their hardest and just freaking for the love of God cannot do it. Yeah. Um, one of one of the kids I have the softest spot for has horrific attention issues, and he wants to learn so bad. Some days I'll walk in a room and be like, "Hey, your name? You're rolling around on the floor." Make better choices. And my guy's like, these are the best choices that I have. This is all I can do this right is, now. I am doing my best. <laughs> and then I, I struggled with some mild attention issues through, like, middle school. Uh, my mom put me on Adderall real quick. Mm. It really nipped it in the bud. It worked great for me. I don't I don't take it anymore. I, I haven't taken it since I was in high school. Um I could probably benefit from some sort of medicinal help with my with my attention issues. Um, but that's just not a good solution for me today. And I really believe that there are things that I can do that help the help the problem. What what are some so like as you said, you try to just kind of train your brain to yeah. be more what are other ways that you try to train your brain? Like, is there <laughs> to-do lists? Oh, I hate <laughs> a to-do list. To-do lists, uh, Claire. I feel like, no, I feel like this is a read. <laughs> <laughs> I hate a to-do list. I get so anxious about a to-do list because yeah. I, yeah, I get worried that, like, I'm not going to finish them or that I'm not going to do them. And therefore, can I, can, go ahead. Who's going to see it but you? Damn. <laughs> who's who's gonna who's gonna know? Other than me, who you share that sort of thing with occasionally, who's gonna know you didn't finish your list? Damn. Who's gonna know if you don't scratch three things off your list at noon and write easier things on the list? That's who's gonna know if you make a to-do list today that says put on my socks, brush my teeth. Go to work. And I'm sure, and when I do things on my to-do list, it makes me feel so much more productive. It's like magic. Oh, well, I think it's just because I grew up with so many lists. My mom was a post-its mom. Like, that was her thing. I'm a post-its was, girly. And I saw your post-its the first time I met you, and I was like, oh, boy. Here we go. Here's a post-its gal. And I love the idea of them. The bathroom wall of post-its. Oh, my I gosh. I remember that. There was, yeah, she has, so you have post-its. That was mentally ill. I don't. It was. I don't know if it was. I it mean, was it a giant to do list on a wall of post it notes, and there was nothing more cathartic in the world than getting something done and getting a snatch a whole post it note off the well, wall. Well, and then there were those post its. There were the post its on the on, bathroom on, mirror, which is completely separate. Oh, and those it, were the separate. There was the bathroom mirror, but then there 
was the wall of the post-its, post-it notes with down the people the that you pray for. Yeah. And then we had a discussion about post-its. Like you were talking about the really, really big post-its that were out. Like you wanted, you were like, I want a huge post. I was like, just get a fucking poster board. <laughs> like, what do you need? It's not the same. It's not the, it's a post-it. Also, I don't believe in off-brand post-it notes. What? It's not the same. That is so... You're wrong. I don't care what's about to come out of your mouth. You're incorrect. It's just a post-it Post-it notes or nothing else. A brand gal. Yes. You don't want to save your 25 cents on different No, ma'am, I do not. Okay. Well, like, (laughs) and that being said, any other brands that you're, like, super stuck on on Uh, the posters? Le Pens. They're my favorite pen. Um, I, I, I will wear Vans shoes forever. Oh, I love Vans. You were prime pop punk. These are my third pair of these classic white checkerboard Vans. I wear them until there's holes in the tops and bottoms. They're my favorite. And then the Duke's mayonnaise. Duke's mayonnaise, absolutely. Brand girly. Um. uh, I can't think of. I'm not a real big brand gal. That's just not my. I'm not about most things. Just weird I'm, things. I'm Hidden Valley Ranch. That's fair. That's yeah, a fair thing to be like branded on. I don't think that I'm like super big on any brands. Are you grateful? Back to the gratitude. Are you grateful that you can pick your brands? Absolutely. <laughs> like yeah. Um, I'm grateful less for cheap for I'm hmm, words. I'm more grateful for cheap options these days than than yeah, brands. What a I don't. Mood. Yeah, it's crazy how when life's like going into se- like again, just finding the gratitude in things. And I know that we're like kind of running up on time a little bit, but I do want to take these past couple of minutes to maybe I I wanted to tell you this when you came on here when I was thinking about like all the things that I'm grateful for, especially with the holidays coming up. You are such. One, you have a phenomenal phenomenal voice for this. Like, this is, I was like, she's so soothing. She should do a meditative, <laughs> like, thing. But my gratitude towards you is absolutely Stop. insane. No, you have been such a big part of my life within, like, as long as days. I've known you. Yeah. In about 90 days. Who would have thought? But no, like, um, you are one of the most incredible human beings that I get the pleasure to know in this lifetime. Um your care and compassion for other people, your empathy towards people, your love for people that aren't always that nice to you is absolutely insane. Like when I was thinking about the holidays and everything going on, I was really thinking about my friends and like how much they mean to me. And you're somebody that, I don't know, you've been a big part in saving my life. And I don't know, there's not enough ways to express that to you. Like, you're just, I like, everybody needs a birdie. Everybody needs a little birdie. Listen, I'll say two things. Three things. One, I'm very grateful for you, too. Two, I, one of the most beautiful parts about being in recovery is helping other people recover. I, I, I love that my group of friends right now is working together to be better people. Absolutely. That my friends are into growth and into to becoming better versions of themselves. Oh, yeah. And listen, I dig it. I love loving people. I love helping people. I'm, I am, You're really good I am it. a nurturer. Oh. I was at a party last night and we were playing this like get to know you game sort of and you pick a card and everybody answers the card. It's a question about you. And my question was, how would you describe me to a stranger? And it, I wanted to cry by the end of it. It was very humbling and sweet to hear. But a dear friend of mine said, uh, you're like the mom friend, but a mom who would, like, fight someone in a parking lot. Oh, yeah, I think we <laughs> and, and that's, like... That would have been the first thing, like, as you were saying that, I was, like, maternal. Like, you were talking... And you were talking about beating I'm, up that girl in the Waffle House parking lot because <laughs> we didn't know who it was. But, no, you're just... I don't know. You're just a really, really good soul. And, like, I mean, even this, for example, that. like, coming up... 
I mean, me calling. This being means like, so much to to you, and you've um you've been so excited about doing this, and I love the, seeing the passion no, that you've put into it. And you. I'm like, I'm excited to be a part of it. I hope you'll have me on again at some point. Yes. And we'll talk about something else. It wasn't terrible. I tried real hard not to swear. No, you look and I was over here doing it. No. And big again, it's Thanksgiving. Big thanks to Danny because if it wasn't (gasps) for him, oh my gosh, Danny said that he was going to get naked and it's actually happening guys. Oh my God. I can't believe it. Oh, happy freaking Thanksgiving. You guys. (laughs) I'm so, I'm so grateful to be here. I'm grateful for the opportunity to do this project i'm grateful to be in recovery and have met some really cool people because of it but thanks for doing this super last minute we'll do it again soon and we'll talk about something a little bit different guys that's all that i have this week and we'll see you guys not next week because we're taking off for thanksgiving but after that we'll be back are we taking off for thanksgiving next week is thanksgiving next week is thanksgiving it It is. is Wow. Wow. (laughs) All right. Well, on that note, thanks for listening to Chaotic But Good. I'll be back uh, in two weeks with an awesome little theme song. Thanks.